0: Let's look in the Bible, and um, I'm going to ask you to look at 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, and um, we're going to read a portion of Scripture together. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 4. And it says, So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. They cut down trees. Verse 5 says, but as one was failing a being, obviously some of you know what that term is, but make sure you understand, as they were getting ready to drop a tree, the axe head fell into the water. And a unique little turn of events here, and in, in this first part of this text kind of tells you the setting of the moment, but then it goes to tell you the specifics of the moment. And he cried and said, alas, master. In other words, oh, no. I need your attention over here. Um, did you see that fall in the, in, the, in the river? Did you see what fell in there? It was borrowed. It was borrowed. It goes on in verse 6. And the man of God said, where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore he, the Bible says in verse 7, therefore said he, take it up to thee, and he put out his hand, and he took it. I want to just, I want to give us a few Lessons from an axe this morning, if I can do that. Lessons from an axe. I'm not gonna take a long, long time. Um, I'm gonna ask you to help me out this morning and just give me your attention for a few moments. And I believe the Lord's gonna help us from his word today. Lord, we love you, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, help us right now. God, I'm asking right now in Jesus' name, help us, Lord, as we look at your word together. Lord, I believe that you have a word. I believe that you have truths for us. I believe you're gonna help us. And I'm asking help each and every heart, every mind. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 They're going to get the fan on for us back there, get a little air moving. I know some of you are fanning yourself. Um, if you look and understand this moment, Elisha was bringing together the sons of the prophets, and they make a, there was a statement that was made earlier on. In verse 1, you don't have to go there, but you can listen closely. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, and he says this, The place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. In other words, too small. There's there's not enough space for all of us. They were having a a growth um, problem, which let me just pause for a moment and tell you that we are having a similar growth problem. Let me, just, let me just start over for a moment and tell you real fast. And uh, in the, in the, in the sons of Archadelphia said unto Eli- the church, Behold now, the place where we dwelt during the chili cook-off was too straight for us. Go cut some wood, and let's get a bigger place so we can reach more people, so we can give them more truth. Let me just tell you, I know what you're dealing with, sons of the prophets. It's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. Man, if you, if you wanted your seat and your spot for the rest of your life, then you were missing the main thing. T.F. Tenney used to say it, keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. That's a good lesson in life. And the Lord, we find throughout the Scripture, he talks about obedience submission, and submission. He was constantly reaching for people. So keep the main thing the main thing. But they're saying we're having a problem. And so, but they go and they 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 go into Jordan and take thence every man a beam and let us make a place where we might may dwell. And he answered and he said, Go ye. Now, some commentators would talk about, and I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because I don't really know how I really feel about and understand this fully. Maybe say it that way. But anytime you were cutting trees or taking lumber from a place, there was many times a symbolism that came with that. There was symbolism of taking territory. There was symbol of symbolism of removing certain territory or removing certain things. Whatever the case, they go down by Jordan, and they begin to take each of them a bean. And one of the young men that was there, he, he, he has a moment happen, and there's not a lot of depth to the story. There's a short kind of understanding of it, and we get the story, and then we get the miracle of the story, and then it's gone. It's a thing that was just there. It's kind of like, hey, this happened, that happened, remember when that happened, that's it, that's what we get, so there's not much deep explanation, and I'm hoping maybe you and I can pull a little bit of truth out of this that we can apply to ourselves. And so we find again in verse 4 that it says as they, well, let me just start in verse 3. He said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down the trees. But here we go. One was taking down a tree. One was felling a tree. And something happens, something takes place. The axe head fell off, and it comes loose of the of, of um, the, the handle and it flies into the water. You can hear probably the sound of that bloom into the water. And he looks up and he says, Alas, Master, it was borrowed. Let me give you the first truth I want you to get, and we have some slides that are gonna help us out this morning. What I want you to first understand is it was disconnected before it was lost. Being close to connected is not connected. There's moments you and I maybe have understood we could go back and reflect on things where we could say, you know what, it needs some maintenance. Something that you had maybe needs some maintenance. My dad was driving back from Redfield one time, and to be honest with you, we can't help but believe that maybe somewhere in the area, someone had loosened up some lug nuts, and he was driving what was what's now Mark's truck, and as he was driving, the lug nuts almost all came off his truck, and and he almost lost his tire, which could have been a terrible, terrible accident. Um, all but one, I believe, lug nut. He'll tell the, the, the rest of the story, I'm sure, if, if I'm wrong, but... But they had, they had come off, and he felt the, the shifting, the material fast. It was loose before it wanted to be disconnected. And sometimes you've got to stop in a moment and you've got to say, I've got to give some attention to what I feel is not fully connected, not fully there. I've got to make sure that I look at this and if I need to if I need to give some attention to this before I go and do what I feel like God's calling me to do, then I need to stop right now. What does that mean for you and I? If you do not feel connected to the Lord, if you don't feel connected to your church body, then you might need to stop for a second and say you know what what has gotten in the way what has maybe gotten in my heart or my mind what seems to be a bigger priority for me what do I need to do I need to make sure the very thing that I'm called to do to enlarge in the territory to make more room is all intact so I can be of service to the body of Christ So let me just tell you again, it was disconnected before it was lost. The accent fell off and was lost. Before it was lost, it had to first be loose. And if you're loose with your relationship with God, then I'm telling you right now, you've got two choices. You will get it sureed up and be forever connected, or you will eventually loosen it up enough that you will not be connected. And you will be lost a lesson from an axe I've got to make sure I'm connected you might even ask yourself do I feel connected let me tell you right now the answer faithfulness tightens up the connection what do you mean by faithfulness what I'm talking about is being faithful in your everyday activity and being faithful in how you spend your time with the Lord being faithful and, and how you, how you um, spend your time in relationships that are connected to the Lord, meaning, meaning your relationships in your church body. But also, I'll tell you this your faithfulness to the house of the Lord shores up that connection. Amen? It shores up that connection. So I want you to understand right now, it was disconnected before it was lost. And I've got to make sure I'm, I've got it connected. The second thing I want you to get right now. Is he says to him, he says, alas, master, it was borrowed. That's the key right there. The second thing I want you to understand is it was borrowed. The ax was borrowed. The ax was, was borrowed, so you and I, we've got to be careful trying to serve God with borrowed tools. Let me help you understand real fast what I mean by this. Some of us are borrowing mommy and daddy's tools to try to serve the Lord today. We're borrowing grandma's tools. We're borrowing grandma's ideology, and grandma's thoughts. And the, the reality is, grandma did not have bad thoughts. Mom and dad did not have bad thoughts. But let me tell you real fast you sometimes have to update. The tools that are being used, so you can move in the modern of what you're dealing with. You might deal with something totally different than they dealt with. So I can't walk around carrying tools out of Cracker Barrel in a modern day world and say it's going to all work out. There's something that this young man needed to figure out. Maybe you need to go invest in a tool. I know you want to be a son of the prophet, but you might want to go get your own axe. You might want to go spend some time and some energy building up what is your. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours yours from today? What's yours for now? What is yours? It's not just okay that I do today's work with borrowed tools from somebody else. I can't borrow the worship of somebody else. I can't borrow the faith of somebody else. I can't borrow the commitment of somebody else. I've got to eventually make sure that I now experience my own faithfulness, my own commitment, my own desire to serve God, my own desire to get up and go to the house of the Lord, my own desire to speak good things to my brothers and my sisters, my own desire to be kind to people out in the community. I've got to make sure. I had somebody walk in the other day to McDonald's, and I, I, um, I, I, was, I was stopping by, uh, grabbing myself a drink. The line was really long. When I walked in, I had somebody that was from a neighboring church about an hour and a half away walk in, and they saw me, and they did the whole, hey, brother. And I said, hi. And because um, no one really... Anyways, I said hi, and and um, and she and I was talking to one of the workers there. I had my arm around him. I was talking to him. The reality is, is that we have a great ministry here in, in um, Arcadia. It's the Father's House. I believe it's put on by Third Street, and Third Street does an incredible job with this thing called the Father's House. And there's a lot of men that have struggled with addiction that go through this system. And so I've gotten to know some of them. One that was in the back was making burgers. He's been there now for three months. He's got three months left. He looked back and he said, hey, Pastor Paul. I said, man, what's going on? He used to work at Hardman's and he would load the lumber. Really nice guy. And I said, I've been wondering where you were. He said, well, you never come in and see me. I said, well, you used to be in the drive-thru. Don't blame me. I said, you got to let me know. And he used to be in the drive-thru. We'd talk and and he said, well, I've got three months left. I said, man, let it be the best three months of your life. Well, he came out, said, what's up? I put my arm around him. The lady comes in and says, hey, brother. And she said, oh, good to see you witnessing. I thought, I'm not witnessing. I'm just loving. I wasn't giving a Bible study. All I know right now is that some people clock in and say, well, it's time to go witness. Let's go hand out and witness. No, when I go to Walmart, I'm just loving people. When I go to Exxon, I'm just loving people. When I go to the, the game on Friday I, I like to watch the football game, but I also like to love people. It should not be a deal where I put on my jacket and say, I'm weakness. No, it should be a thing that no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it should not be borrowed from another generation, but it should be your desire, your walk, your want, your true, true relationship with God, that there's no time to take off. That this is my walk with him. So I've got to make sure that this is not borrowed. This is not a borrowed relationship with him. I've committed to this thing. This is mine. My relationship has my name on it. I thank God for Marvin Rutledge. I thank God for Elder Paul Price. I thank God for Richard Price. I thank God for Debbie Price. But guess what? If they all walk away, this is my relationship. I'm not here because of him, and I'm not here because of her. My kids are not going to be here because of me. No, this is my relationship. I traded in his a long time ago, and I bought it for myself. I bought the truth, and I'm selling it not. It's not borrowed from a Ferguson. It's not borrowed from a Hunter cut it's not barred from an adcock it's not barred from anybody else this is my relationship it's mine it's mine and I've got to make sure it's connected correctly I got to make sure it's sure it up I got to I, I'll be honest with you sometimes I feel as if maybe I've missed something and guess what usually that's because I've got a little loose connection I know Brother Ball still goes out and cuts that firewood. What's one of the first things you got to do before you go to chopping? Make sure that X is all right. You got you to make sure it's there. Sometimes you got to cut a little wedge and you got to push that wedge in the top of that, make sure it's all tight. Sometimes there's some maintenance. Sometimes there's a reality of, oh, I've, it's not where it needs to be. That's okay for you to have that understanding in your relationship with God. There's a moment sometimes where you've got to come to grips with yourself. It's not wrong for you. No, when I fall, not if you fall, but you will fall at times. When I fall, I shall arise. You just know right now there will be moments where you've got to stop and say, is this all right? Is everything intact? All right. I've got to give some maintenance to my relationship and make sure everything's okay. The third thing I want you to get right now is the obedience wins it always wins it always wins the prophet we find here in this moment where where he says to him he says alas master for it was borrowed and the man of god said where fell it and he showed him he said that place right over there there's ripples there's still ripples they've spread so far now but right in that area the question might be why didn't he dive in was probably too much of a demanding water at the time Probably at a place where he, when he slung it, it it, it flew out. It might have been dangerous. It might have been too stinky because it was the Jordan. There's a many many reasons why, but one one thing that did take place out of all that we could question why didn't something take place? Here's the moment where he says he showed him a place, and the prophet cut down a stick, and he throws a stick in, and in. And he, somehow the iron swims. What I want to focus on first here is that the prophet goes and says, cut down a stick. Well, what does this mean now? This man has no axe head. He's got no tool. Now he's got to go find another way. He's got to, what I believe the prophet was doing in this moment was checking, or better word maybe would be testing his obedience in the moment of crisis. It's tough in the easy times to live for the Lord and trust the Lord. It's, I mean, it's very, very easy. It's very easy. Let me say that correctly. It's very easy in the easy times to trust the, the way the Lord works and to say, you know what, things are good. But in a, in, a, in a difficult moment, in a moment of crisis, when you're wondering what this person's going to do when they find out that the accent is gone, they need this tool. This is one of the main things they use. And now it's gone. They would have been very valuable for the time because of the way people used them. Back then, the things of value were what was used, not what had a name attached to it or a name brand on it. And so this would have carried much value because it was a daily use item. And they went and borrowed it. He, he, here he's having this moment. He he alerts and says, alas, master, it's borrowed. This is a problem. we got issues everywhere. And he says to him, pretty much go cut down a stick, testing his obedience. Op- obedience to the fact that you're a son of the prophet, you spending time with the prophet, now go. and he goes and he doesn't have an axe, he has to figure out something. We don't know the story if he goes and breaks it down, works it loose, borrows another axe, but all we know is that he learns something very valuable that he can teach us today, is that obedience always wins because he goes, he gets a stick, he tosses it in and just the act of obedience, let me tell you before you go home and try it, that iron is not attracted to wood. Iron, the presence of iron in a body of water where there where there is a stick on the top does not cause things to flow. It's just, I'm gonna tell you real fast, don't go home and try it. Don't tell your science teacher it works. That's not what works. But let me tell you something real fast. When you are acting out of obedience in a moment of crisis, anything is possible when the Lord's involved. And so that's what happens. He goes, he gets the stick, he launches it out into the water and the axe head comes up and the Bible uses this terminology. It says the axe head began to swim, meaning it postured itself up in the current of water taking it somewhere else. It remained where it needed to be so he could reach out and grab hold of it. I don't know where you're at or what you're going through but all I do know is if the Word of God is challenging you, if the Word of God is sharpening you and pushing you. Let me just tell you for a second to hold on and make sure you're being obedient to what God is calling you to do in your life. And here's the good news. What seems in your life to have sunk to a low depth? What seems to be lost? Let me talk to your joy for a moment. The joy you might have lost a long time ago that's gone. It flew off. It was too loose and you lost it. And you think, man, I was working for the Lord, and somehow I got hurt. Somehow this and that happened. Somehow this took place. I was doing my best. I was present. I was faithful. I was doing all I could. And somehow I I dealt with loss, and now this is gone. And what I used to have is in the bottom of that river over there. I've got nothing. Let me tell you right now, it's not gone. It's not over for good. Let me speak a word right now and tell you the difference between what you used to have and what you can have again is simply obeying. Obedience. Obedience to the word of the Lord. Go get a stick and throw it out. What's that going to do? It doesn't matter. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds absurd. But if the Lord's calling you to do it, then do it. If the Lord's challenging you to do it, then do it. and See what the Lord might do for you. It's going to work. It's going to happen. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed. Sometimes you feel... It's all against you, but it will come to a place where you say, God, I trusted you, and I was obedient, and look what you've done. I know I've covered a portion of this, but I want to cover this in this fourth point. I'm coming quickly here to to an ending. But the thing I want you to understand is iron iron will swim if God tells iron to swim. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best this morning to help you understand something. Iron... Will swim. Let me say it this way: the thing the doctor said could not change will change if the Lord tells it to change. the 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 affliction will be gone if the Lord tells it to be gone. The mountain will move if the Lord tells it to be moved. Are you getting it yet? Sometimes it seems like there's a lot. Sometimes it seems like it's not going to happen. Sometimes it seems like it's too difficult. Sometimes it seems as if it's just too much. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But let me tell you right now, if the Lord tells it to happen, it will happen. When the Lord walked out on the water and He told the winds, He said, I want you to cease. He told the winds that were all going crazy. The boat was back and forth. The wind ceased. But yes, the boat was still rocking. Why? Because what was causing the water to rock and the trees to shake was the wind. When the wind stopped, the things began to now, correct themselves the things begin to come back together and settle in let me tell you though right now sometimes you feel as if you've done the right thing over and over you feel like it you feel like you've been faithful but you still feel like things are jarred what I'm telling you right now is if you've been obedient and you've walked with the Lord there could be a possibility in your life that the trees are just reacting to what was happening but it's coming to a resting place it's coming to a place where it's going to get better It's coming to a place where it's going to happen. But I want you to understand that moment when the Lord walks out and they said, who is it? And they said, no, it's it's him. The Lord tells it. He says, I want the winds to cease. The scripture says it this way in the gospels. He cursed the wind and he spoke to the water. Why did he do that? He cursed to what was causing the ruckus. But he didn't curse what was in ruckus. If I can say it that way. That's why we've got to be careful with our young people. If they make a mistake, we don't curse our young people. No, we biblically curse the spirit behind what they're facing. Sometimes there's a spirit behind it. and You call it that spirit, but there's going to be a leaf that's going to still fall to the ground, and it was the effects of the wind blowing. There's still a leaf that might come. There's still waves that might be crashing. You speak to the water. You speak to the tree. But we curse the Spirit. So we find here that the iron's going to swim if the Lord tells the iron to swim. The next part is the final part that I want you to understand right now. But it might be the most important part because here... We're beyond the miracles of the moment. We're beyond the wood attracting the iron to swim. We're beyond the actual iron itself swimming. We're beyond the point. We understand it was borrowed. We understand what they were doing. They were large in their territory. We understand the setting of trees falling left and right. Probably a dangerous setting, a dangerous scene. But nonetheless, here's the stirred soul in the presence of a prophet. All of them learning different things and at different places. And here is yet a prophet teaching a practical moment with prophetic Uh, uh, um, elements in the lesson but yet here is what I want you to get today verse 7 it says therefore said he take it up to thee and he put out his hand and he took it the final thing I want you to get is you'll have to be a part of what happens next moment in your life where you'll realize the prophet, the man of God, God himself. Your family, your friends. Let me just go down the line. The elders of the church, the good people that have been praying for you. There's a a moment in your life, and hear me right now, if you don't think this word is for you, it's probably for you today. There's a moment in your life where they've done all they can, but what happens next Is up to you. We've been trained in our modern world. Well, why don't you just speak to it and tell it to swim to me? You've made it swim this far. Why don't you just pick it up and attach it to my axe uh, handle and that way I can get back to cutting the tree. As as a matter of fact, why don't you go knock that tree down for me? I'm tired. I'm weary. I've been through a lot. Emotionally, I can't handle it. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I need to, I just emotionally, I'm so worked up. The Lord was speaking to the prophet that day, inspired by what the Lord was doing in his life. He looks down at the young man and said, reach out there and grab it. He said, well, why, why did you talk to me that way? No. What he's saying to him right now, here's the opportunity. You didn't You didn't think you'd ever have this moment again, this moment again, but I want you to know right now, that was on the bottom, now it's up. You're going through all you're going through, but I want to teach you something about life right now. I want to teach you something. I can do all I can do. The Lord can do all the Lord can do. We can do everything we can possibly do. There's going to come a moment in your life where you're standing at a body of water, Moses, and you've got a staff in your hand. And I've done all I can do, but now depends on you. Now it's up to you to take that rod out and stretch the rod out over the water. It's going to take a moment in your life where you say, the prophet has spoken. The word of God has come forth. Now I've got to make up in my mind. The axe is floating on the water. The answer is out there. The answer is within reach. The thing you've been praying for is right there. The question is, are you willing to do the next part? Because the next part is up to you. And that young man reached his hand out. The young man took hold of what was very, very, very within reach. Had to make a decision. And the same decision is here today. The same decision is here for you. The mosses have prayed. The Gazars have prayed. The prices have prayed. Others have prayed. The axe is floating. But I'm asking somebody today. I'm asking you today. If you want delivered, then reach your hand out. If you want an answer then reach your hand out if you want to change then reach your hand out and take hold of the very thing you prayed and prayed and prayed for I gotta have it. I gotta have a change I gotta have an answer let me tell you right now you wake up every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Friday, Saturday and Sunday and you don't hear them but there are prayers going up for every person in this church and we have a lot gone today there's prayers going up for many people who are gone today there's prayers about the iron that you've lost there's prayers about what seems loose in your life there's prayers about the fact that we're enlarging a territory and in the moment there's a lesson for us right here that I I, I feel to share with you in the moment of growth There's always a chance for loss. That's why you have to know something. You are responsible for the connection that you have to the Lord. And if anything is stronger than that connection, if anything is more important than that connection, something could be lost. We are experiencing growth. We're living this right now. But I'm not focused on this, this very moment. What I'm focused on and what I'm asking you to understand is right now in your personal life, in your personal walk, if you feel as if you've lost something, you feel as if something is detached, something is not right. I tell you right now, we prayed and we prayed. But what happens in the next 10 seconds right now is up to you. I'm going to open these altars right now. And I want to invite you to come get a hold of whatever it is the Lord's calling you to reach out and grab. I believe the Lord is going to speak a word to someone's life right now. I believe the Lord is going to change somebody. I believe, I believe the Lord's going to heal some relationships and some confusion and some emotional struggles that we've had. I believe the Lord's going to do it today. Reach out and take a hold of it. Reach out and take a hold of it. Reach out and take a hold of what it is. It's come close. What it is you thought you lost. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you reach your hands out to him? You might even feel you can kneel, you can stand, whatever it is. But I'm asking right now, let's take a moment and ask the Lord, help us right now. God, in your name, I'm praying, help us. In Jesus' name. Yes,